0: everybody out there and welcome to our podcast today. And today we have a special guest, Esther Hilner. Very welcome to you. It's so nice to see you.
1: Yeah, good morning to you from Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. On the other side
1: of the world. <laughs> yes,
0: I've been to Las Vegas once. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's far away from here. Yes. So, uh, Tell us a little about your life. How did you get into horses and, and what
1: have you done? Um, That's funny because my parents were not horse people. So I don't know. I, I think I was just born with the horse bug. Um, but yeah, no, I started riding at, you know, early teens and um, working as a working student, just every opportunity that I could spend at the barn and with horses and with learning and Pretty much started taking lessons by the time I was fourteen, and then I was you know, horse showing. So yeah, that was pretty much pretty much has been my whole life. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I often
0: say that the the ones with non uh, equine parents is the best one <laughs> because you have to fight for it.
1: Yes. But, you know, mm-hmm. my parents always knew where I was at. They knew I was at the barn. I wasn't getting into trouble because, you know, yeah. I was just infatuated with horses and just being in that environment. That's right. It's so good for young people
0: to be with horses.
1: Yeah. And learning, you know, learning the work, you know, learning good work ethics, yes. you know, taking care of another living creature and being responsible for that. So, yeah, it does teach you a lot of empathy, too, to be, you know listening to your animals and, and being more sympathetic to other living beings
0: yes and be a leader too in a good way yes yeah so what are you doing today then
1: well it it, it evolved into a uh, my profession so after working the corporate world I was still you know doing the horse showing and thing, you know, as an amateur rider, but it slowly started to evolve into more into the professional aspect. And um, finally I ended up like leaving my regular job and and turning this into a full-time job. And I've been doing it now for close to 23 years. Um, And I have no regrets. (laughs) So it's nice being my own boss, but it's also being, it's it's nice to be able to take what you love and and to make you know make a profession of it so so i feel very very fortunate not everybody has that opportunity that's right that's right so you know i did a lot of horse showing and then i started building up my lesson clientele and you know also doing different community service things with the horses working with the girl scout program um also with the uh one of the local community colleges and offering horsemanship classes for there so i've been really active with the community aspect of it too
0: okay do you involve the horses and in, in that i i mean the girl scouts and and that is
1: yeah with you know. the girl scouts it was it's basically again learning horsemanship and horse care and you know how to take care you know how to groom and and safety around the animals so Okay, and for the Girl Scouts too, they get like their, um, they get like their little patches for different things that they accomplish in in Girl Scouts. So, and cool. so now it's progressing to, um, now therapeutic riding is becoming very popular, especially after the pandemic. So the new the new program that I'm bringing on board is the the horse-powered reading program where it's like a tutoring program where we incorporate the horses with the kids and just helping these kids that are just really struggling with school right now. And it was a program that was designed by a teacher that was beginning to see the struggles and the setback that so many kids had after losing all so much time in school. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about the program is it's not just for it's not just that it's not just therapy for kids with, you know, attention deficit or dyslexia, but for kids that are just struggling in school. And the fascinating thing that we have found we have found with running this program is, you know, some of these kids are just very nervous in a classroom setting or they just are so there's just too much distraction in the t- in the classroom mm. and when you put them with the horse they're they become more calm more focused um they're a little bit more at ease and it makes the learning process a lot um a lot easier for them yeah i can imagine
0: so so uh, you How do you do it? Do do they put it into the school lessons or they come after
1: school? Well, what we do is like we kind of we have them, the parents kind of fill out a questionnaire on, you know, what, you know, like what grade school level the child is at and just what their struggles are at. What are they you know, what are they what do they need more help with? And, And oftentimes it's kind of like through the horse that we find out more that parents don't realize of what's happening with the child and you know where they're where they're kind of having difficulties with learning um like with one student she she gets very nervous in a classroom or reading out loud and so she got into this habit of just wanting to read as fast as she could to just get through it without really processing like what is she what is she actually reading and comprehending Mm -hmm. what she's reading um another you know another student you know she sometimes has difficulties with words and then that kind of just totally sets her back and then she kind of gets frustrated um when she gets stuck on on different types of words and vocabulary so it it's interesting to see how it affects different kids we had another one that she has dyslexia so it's difficult for her to read but once we once we broke it down into this process, she was able to start to put words together and be able to associate the the letters with the word that she was reading. So it's it's really remarkable how this program is is really going to help out these kids. Hmm. I can imagine
0: the uh- horses are are marvelous Uh, you can have them
1: as your psychiatrist (laughs) almost yeah well it's it's, yeah it's it's really wonderful to see how it's kind of evolving past just the horse riding lessons and therapeutic lessons to now more tutoring and 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 really helping these kids kind of fill this void that is is really needed right now Mm. that's fantastic
0: but, but you were talking about you're showing the horses. Is it a special breed or you show a lot of horses or what is it you are doing? Um,
1: yeah, my background, I started um, with, the thir- with, the, with the thoroughbreds um, when I lived up in Portland. A lot of the horses came off of the racetrack that we did three-day venting with. Mm-hmm. Um, so my background, I started out learning dressage first and then moving into hunters and then into the 3D eventing aspect. So at the time, we, we rode a lot of thoroughbreds um, throughout my riding career. Then that kind of switched. I had my warm bloods that I had for dressage and, um, you know, my turcanor that I vented in 3D eventing. And so I, I really kind of worked with different breeds of horses throughout my showing career but it's funny how i keep coming back to the thoroughbreds because that's what i grew up riding so i still have a very soft spot for taking these off the track uh, thoroughbred horses and retraining them for careers in jumping or dressage and um you know that's still where my heart is at <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I heard a lot of, of these programs uh, you have in
0: USA uh, for the thoroughbreds. I think it's just, it's marvelous. It's a very good thing for the horses. They're just not in the industry, and then they – uh, gone. Right. Uh, they
1: they you know, were able to find them new careers, and, yeah. you know, some of them are they're, – they're to me, they're they're wonderful. They have great work ethics, and I think just with the right training – they're they're great. They're great, but they're not for everybody. You know, some people just don't have the patience either. Yeah. So, I reckon
0: that's uh, they are they are different <laughs> somehow.
1: Yeah, they're smart, and I yeah. always tell people I, I grew up with German Shepherds too, and I'm like I find them so similar because they they both have like very strong work ethics, but not everybody can not everybody is compatible with them. You know, so. Oh, wow yeah so so um
0: i i'm wondering you you said you were able to go from your normal work to this how how do you make money in this space
1: well my um my corporate work was uh marketing coordinator so um when i was working in the corporate business i was doing a lot of business proposal writing you know researching a lot of marketing demographics, mm-hmm. um, putting together events. Um, so it was very, very broad. And I'm fortunate that that background really helped me with basically starting up my business. And it, it really started out where I was just assisting another trainer and just helping out part-time. And at the time it was never meant to turn into a full-time thing. I was just like happy to just do this on the side and still have my, my corporate job. Um, but also working in the marketing business and in the construction field out here, the, um, the economics plays a big part of that. So, you know, that means when the economy goes bad, a lot of marketing jobs get laid off and then you're back to work looking for another job. So after, after the last layoff, I was just like, you know, maybe this is a sign that I'm supposed to maybe, you know, look into starting my own business and pursuing that aspect and, and, you know, within a few months, it just kind of blossomed and I'm like, okay, maybe the universe just wanted me to go this direction. (laughs) So, you know, I just, I just took the opportunity and, and went with it and, and that was like 23 years ago. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. So you're still
0: riding or you you're... Yeah,
1: I'm still riding. You know, the the lesson program's so busy that I don't have time to show as much, but mm-hmm. you know, I've been helping with putting together horse shows, clinics, um, you know, and also just to get my certification to get other new programs added onto to my, you know, riding uh school. So, you know, I think the other aspect too is that I still keep learning and and improving um because i think that just makes it so much more rounded as far as my business and the information that i can provide to students to make them you know better writers and and better understanding between them and the horrors Mm. that's
0: fantastic yeah so you have you have. Do students all the time? uh, Yeah, uh,
1: we. I have my program all year round. The summer, you know, in Las Vegas is pretty brutal, so it does Mm -hmm. tend to slow down in the summer months. Um, We do have to start very, very early, um, and we have to stop like at eleven because it just gets too hot (laughs) afterwards. So, Mm -hmm. but the rest of the time, you know, our weather is pretty nice the rest of the year. So. Um, it does make for good riding conditions for the for the latter part of the year. Mm-hmm. Do you have a farm or, or a big place, or, or how is it? Um, I I run my business out of a another facility, so I don't have to take care of the horses. They the boarding establishment does all that, and that just gives me more focus to have the time for my lesson program. I have leased barns before, but as everybody knows, it turns into like two, it's almost like two jobs, you know, trying to (laughs) run and manage a barn and then trying to maintain a full, you know, lesson program. It's, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So I prefer just to focus on the students and the, in the lessons. So, yeah. So, so it's not your horses either, or no? Actually, they are. Yeah, I've got my. I have six of my lesson horses, and then I have clients that have their own horses. So, Mm. yeah, wow.
0: So uh, you are teaching. uh, Is it dressage or it's it's everything you are teaching?
1: You know, I teach dressage as my basics to everything. So I do have some students that just primarily just want to ride dressage and then I have some that want to pursue the jumping um you know with my 3d event with my 3d uh eventing background I do incorporate a lot of dressage work because I think that's like our fundamentals to everything Mm -hmm. um so a lot of our lessons include dressage I do a lot of groundwork cavaletti exercises we do a lot of you know, gymnastic exercises. So it's not like we are, you know, we. I try to keep it fun and interesting for the riders and for the horses too, you know. Yeah. That's great. So is it thoroughbred
0: you have as lesson horses or you have others?
1: Um, I have a mix. I have, you know, a Dutch Warmblood. I have thoroughbreds. I have a Frisian cross. So... I have kind of a variety okay. of everything. <laughs>
0: That's nice. But it's big horses. It's not ponies.
1: Yeah, I don't do ponies. I, you know, most of my program is more for like teenagers and adults. Um I just find like the teenagers and the adults are more committed and they they genuinely want to learn. I find with the kids, especially this generation, it's it's harder to keep their attention. Um, I think they're so they're, they they're involved in so many different activities that I feel like writing really needs like that full commitment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just hard when people are spread out so thin with so many different activities. Yeah.
0: So do you go out on hack as well with your students? Oh yeah. Um, or- where
1: we're at, we're kind of landlocked, so we're not able to to get out. Okay. Um when I do trail ride is when I'm on vacation. <laughs> you know <laughs> then I and I do go trail riding on my on my breaks. So yeah. but yeah, I do miss it. I do miss that aspect of being able to take the horses out and just go out on a trail. Yeah. I'm thinking about Grand
0: Canyon, just uh go there. <laughs> but maybe you yeah. can't with the horses.
1: I don't know. Yeah, there's there's some areas I think where you can camp out, out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vegas is very different because I'm from Oregon where we had so much country and open space and trails and woods and, and Las Vegas is very, very different because it's such a desert climate. And, yeah. you know, the farms here are very, very small. And, okay. you know, we have very limited access to to trails to be able to take the horse out unless you have a horse, you know, unless you have a trailer that you can, you know, okay. Go up to Mount Charleston and maybe take your horses up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah.
0: You take what you have. That's it. Yes. <laughs> so, if, is there anything more you would like to talk about your programs? Um, do you have shows? Well, I think just
1: something? yeah. I just think for for anybody else that is running a facility is just like, look into, you know, look into some of these therapy programs, because I think that's a huge niche that is really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, especially for kids, you know, especially kid programs right now. Cause I think it's, it's really needed with, with what's been happening and past, you know, after what happened with the pandemic. So I think, uh, the mental health, issue too with the kids Mm -hmm. is something that will really help them with the horses
0: yeah and that is the next generation we have to think about that That they must have a, a real life somehow yeah 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 but you have also you say you have mostly teenagers and adults, but you also have kids, but but not for riding. Yeah, the maybe. kids.
1: Yeah, the kids are for more the the horsepower reading programs. So. Yes. So that's kind of where we're feeling that niche. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. How How many days do you have? Uh, uh, customers coming are you out there every day or is it
1: i was doing like six days a week and then i just felt like it was becoming too much and so now i teach like five days a week and then take two days off okay and um but yeah i was working six days a week for probably a good 20 something years and um you know it it, you, you definitely need to have a couple days in that downtime to for yourself, mm. yeah. But even if you you love your
0: work, it is a work. So
1: yeah, okay. it's it's still yeah, it's still a job, and so mm. it's like you do need to mentally decompress too, and and give yourself a little time off. Mm. I and mean, you yeah. gotta remember, in the horse business, it's not like an eight-hour job. It can be twelve-hour days. Ooh, it can yeah. be it can be longer, you know. So. You know, I don't think people people realize the amount of hours that people in the horse industry put in. no, I don't don't think so either. I don't know how you
0: have it in the pasture, uh, but here we have the horses outside a lot, and you have to work on the fences and all that. That's a yeah,
1: job. you know, that's yeah, especially when you're running when you're running a boarding facility, yeah, mm-hmm. there's always something broken. <laughs> It's always something that needs to be fixed, (laughs) or the water's frozen and the Mm. water pipes break in the winter time, so yeah,
0: that's
1: right. Yeah, but that's why horse people are resilient,
0: (laughs) that's right. (laughs) So, if people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Do you have um,
1: I'm you know, I have my website, um, which is talismanfarmlv.com, it's on. So, I have my website. I'm also um, on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. So, every you know, pretty much everything on social media. Yeah, that's nice.
0: That's but kind yes. of the way of
1: the world now is social media. So,
0: it is. Yeah, it's it's both both good and bad (laughs) but but mostly good i think Uh, it's i think it's
1: great because i think like you and i connected through facebook and um i think it's great too that other instructors we can go on these forums and help each other out and exchange information so yeah i think there's there's some good to it
0: (laughs) And also that put out information around horses because I think when I was a child it was more you had the person on the riding school and then you couldn't talk to anybody else, but today you can go into YouTube and you can learn how to approach a horse and all these things. Uh, I think it's very good.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely very helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so
0: much for sharing with us. It's, it's interesting. Oh, thank you. And yes. I'm
1: glad we finally connected.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. And thank you for you out there who have been listening to this. And please subscribe. Uh, it means a lot to us that we can carry on every week with this fantastic guest so thank you very much for coming here today it was and thank you for putting this on this is a great thing thank you it was a pleasure
1: likewise
0: have, have a nice day
1: all right you too thank you so much thank you